Well, good morning, good morning, Palm Coast, Flagler County, Florida. How we doing this fine day? Welcome to On the Green. I am Paul Tretner, your local PGA golf professional and longtime resident of Palm Coast. Wow, I moved here in 1990. For all you new listeners here, um, welcome. Uh, for my seasoned listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And it's really, I'm very grateful to get some responses from some of the local uh, residents. They're liking a the show. So thank you very much. And hey, if you have a business, why not sponsor something with WNZF? What an awesome, we all should be grateful. We got really nice radio stations. If you want 92.7 for everything, if you want 98.7 for country, which is on my car a lot of times, or 100.9. I'm showing my age at the 70s. I love it. Um, Anyway, all is good on this end. 2024 is off to a nice little start. I hope the same for you. Uh, I'm going solo today, man. I figured out the golf swing over the weekend. (laughs) How many times as golfers have we said that, right? I figured out the golf swing, and that's, that's so much fun. That's what this game is all about. Um, So I'm going to share that with you. So if you are fortunate enough to be listening right now at towards the the second half of the show anyway, I'm going to tell you what the little secret is. And it's not that you don't know the secret. It's just that sometimes we don't think about the secret. So um, but first, thank you, Mr. Bob Wolf, for coming on to the show last week. If you listen, Bob Wolf was my high school gym teacher. Isn't it such a small world? Here I am, 55 years old. But Bob moved to Palm Coast in 2000. I started teaching him golf. His wife said, you got to pick up a hobby. So anyway, I got him addicted to golf. And he is. He's addicted to golf. He's a member at Grand Haven. Been living there ever since he moved here. So, uh, But anyway, there was another gentleman I meant to talk to um, Bob about. Al Capali. Now, many of you listening don't know who Al is. Many of you listening may. It all depends on your time frame. Al Capali, God rest rest in peace, Al. He was my principal in middle school. He was a resident of Daytona, but he moved to Palm Coast. In 1990, here's a quick story, just a 60-second story. In 1990, I'm new to Palm Coast. I'm 22, 23 years old. I go to Matanzas Woods, a great golf course, by the way, that closed down. But anyway, and the, the gal says, okay, why don't you go off number 10? There's a twosome coming up, but you can get ahead of them. So I get to number 10. Here's two gentlemen come up behind me, two older gentlemen. We tee off. We don't even introduce ourselves because I was on a tee. They tee off. We get up to the green, and I'm looking at this guy. I'm going, man, if this guy says his name is Al, I'm going to die because he looks like my principal in middle school. Sure enough, he comes up to me. Hey, I'm Al Capali, and I'm just unbelievable. I'm shaking my head going, wow, what's the chances of this? So I said, Al, you don't recognize me, but I certainly recognize you. I've been in your office before in middle school. (laughs) He was my principal. Long story short, he worked at many of the golf courses here in Palm Coast. He was a hell of a guy. We became friends, his wife, Nancy. Um, Anyway, Al Capali, rest in peace. Some of you that been in Palm Coast know him. Uh, very well. He's a great guy. Anyway, Lydia Ko, how about it? 20th win. She uh, she won at Lake Nona over the weekend. She beat Alexa Pano. What a what a superstar she is. 20 years old. Amazing. But anyway, uh, Lydia Ko won. Uh, 
Uh, she's one point away from the Hall of Fame for the LPGA. So congratulations, Lydia Ko, on winning that. Uh, how about Rory winning on a European tour? Just going to go through some of the some of the victories this past weekend. Shot 63 on Saturday, so he won his fourth Dubai Desert Classic. And Steve Alker won the Mitsubishi Electric Championship over there, um, you know, for the Champions Tour. Nice playing. But how about Nick Dunlap? Save the best for last. 20 years old. This kid wins the American Express. 20, folks. 20 years old. So he, that's the first time. He's an amateur. He's a sophomore at Alabama. This kid's, you got to just look. It's just amazing. So Nick Dunlap, you're going to be hearing that name for many, many years. Trust me on that one. Um, but yeah, last time an amateur won on a PJ tour was a guy named Phil Mickelson in 1991 at the Tucson open. So really, really pretty awesome on that. Um, anyway, I just learned too today. He's not playing in the farmer's, uh, insurance tournament over there at Torrey Pines. So I, I think he's thinking about going pro. His decision is going pro or staying at Alabama. If you don't go pro, if you're an amateur, you don't win no money. So he won $1.5 million. He did not accept it. If he accepted that, then he turns professional, and then he can't play at Alabama. So that's those rules. Um, this past weekend, nice, nice golf tournament at Palm Harbor, a little junior tournament there. I live on the golf course, so I've seen these kids fighting the cold and the wind, and it was cold and windy this, this uh, past weekend. Jack Rossheim, nice job. Finished tied for sixth um, and, and fought that cold and the windy it was it was it was cold and pretty raw out there so good job jack as many of you know jack rossheim uh goes to school with my son at father lopez but they went to like pre-kindergarten they've been going to school since three years old so uh but anyway so what i'd like to do is really get um Everyone, the, the most important thing for me on this radio show, if I can get you as a listener to play better golf, that's, that's incredible. That's exactly what I want to do. It's really hard, though, for me telling you over on a radio station. So, um, But I do have um, some really, really good points that I want to bring up. So here we go. Let's go ahead, and I, I want to talk first off about some instructors that I think is worthwhile looking into. Rick Smith is a PGA member, an instructor, one of the top. I think he's one of the best. He owns Performance Golf. Okay, he taught Jack Nicholas. He had actually with Phil Mickelson. Tiger actually took some you know uh, lessons from him. So my instruction is based a little bit off of what he goes off of. Because he also worked with Jim Flick. And if you've been and listened to my show, Jim Flick, back in the mid-80s, we worked with him in high school. And basically, they talk about the wrist movement. And that's where a lot of the club head speed, squaring up the club face, uh, happens. And uh, so I wanted to put something together. For us, you know, and so I'm going to break it up in two segments because we're going to have to take a break here in a little bit. But for starters, folks, you have to keep your expectations real. All right. For example, if you typically shoot 100 on a golf course, don't expect to go out and shoot 80 immediately if you're working on it. Small steps will lead to big results. Okay. so if you're shooting 100, your goal should be to get to 90 to 95, you know, five to 10 shots better. 
and you can do it. Remember, bogey golf, if you bogey every hole, typically you're going to shoot about 90, give or take. Par 72 are most of the golf courses. 18 plus 72 is going to give you 90. Okay, so A, first, you know, keep expectations real. That's number one. Number two, practice. So if you cannot practice, then your expectations should be to a minimum. The reason I talk about expectations, trust me, I've been teaching a long time. People, mostly men, think golf is easy because the golf, the golf ball is not moving. It's just sitting there. So the expectation is, oh, I was a great baseball or football player or tennis player, so I should be able to play golf. Golf is a different game. As many of you are listening, you're laughing because you know what I mean. It's different. It's a hard game. Uh, mentally, physically, et cetera, et cetera. So if you, you know, if your practice is limited, then keep your expectations real, but you can practice indoors. And if you're not doing so, you should do so. If, if you care about that much of the game, and I'm not talking about full swings, I'm talking about your immediate takeaway to about your hip height. And then you can go back a little bit further. So, so that you, I'm telling you, I know I talked about this before and many people say practice inside folks, what you're going to learn from the performance golf website of Rick Smith is that your first foot to two feet of your backswing is so very, very important. If you're screwed up there, you're probably going to be screwed up the rest of your swing, if that makes sense. Okay. So again, number one, keep your expectations real. Number two, you got to practice. If you don't practice, you ain't going to get any better. All right. If someone wanted me to learn the piano, which I am not musically inclined, I have to practice to get better. If I don't practice, I'm not going to get better. Number three, pre-shot routine. Folks, if you don't have a pre-shot routine, you're not going to be able to really get your game consistently better because pre-shot routine lines you up, gets your ball position in in a good proper spot. So uh, pre-shot routine, you got to have it. You got to stand behind the ball. You got to kind of envision a little bit of the shot that you want to hit. And now, number two, very important again, performancegolf.com is going to show you what I'm telling you right now. If you watch Jack Nicholas, one of the best ever to pick up a golf club, before he swings, he looks at an object three to four feet in front of him. And that's what Rick Smith is talking about. He's talking about not hitting the ball, but swinging through the ball. So pick out an object, I, I said within six feet of the golf ball, to your target. This is going to establish your target line and really get you lined up properly. And the fourth thing on the starters, this is just the first half of what we're going over, um, is the grip. The grip, why is it so important? Well, obviously, it's the only thing holding you to the golf club. But a good grip will promote the club rotating properly on your backswing. Not only that, but a relaxed grip will allow the club head to swing free Square the club up at impact, hence why the girls on the LPGA hit the ball so far and they're only 110 pounds is because they're generating an amazing amount of club head speed and uh, squaring the club face up. All right, so those are four things for the starters. We're going to have to take a little break right now, so stay right there because the full swing is coming up with my little nuggets for the golf swing. You're going to love it. Stay right there. Don't move. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. 
You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back to On the Green. I am Paul Tretner. Hope everyone is doing really good this fine day. So we talked a little bit about, um, I really want to try to help your golf game. Honest, as a golf professional, we love when we can help our students. Any teacher, I think, that's like, you know, that's what it's all about. So for starters, so I did four things. Okay, this is really, you know, kind of like the mental side to it. The, not the mechanical side to it. So A or one, go, number one, keep your expectations real. Number two, you got to practice a little bit. If you don't have time to practice outside, you could do a little bit indoors. Okay. Three, pre-shot routine. Very important. You got to, you got to stand behind the ball. You got to kind of get a, a plan of attack. If you don't have that, you kind of got nothing. Look at a bowler in bowling. He sits there right on the, I'm a horrible bowler, by the way. But I, I'll tell you a story on that. So the bowler, though, he's, he's sitting there with the ball, like, in his hand, you know, and he's looking down the lane, and what is he doing? Well, he's visualizing the ball, like, doing that curve, you know, how they curve and stuff, like, can never do. And they're also look, probably looking at, like, that dot where they want the ball to land. Well, you're going to do the same thing in golf, all right? Number four was your grip. Why is the grip important? That really just gets the club in a Good spot on your takeaway. It's relaxation and so forth. Bowling story. I'm over there, Palm Coast Bowling Alley. I'm bowling horrible. The owner, Steve, I was giving him golf lessons at the time. This is a long story short. He seen me. He said, Paul, just take, just relax your right hand. And he said, just take the bowling ball back and swing it like really smooth, you know, long, like a kind of a long stroke. And I did. And I shot the best round or uh, a bowling set. In my life, I swear to God, it was unbelievable. And it's and you know why? It was because I was relaxed. So that right there, I, I'm telling you, golf, golf is the same way. If you're not relaxed with your grip, it's going to be really tough for you to, to really play consistent golf. All right? Okay, full swing. Here we go. Ready? Get your pen, your, your pad out. Ready? Full swing. So your posture has got to stay solid. Folks, a solid stance and balance. Have you ever heard the expression athletic stance? When you see a shortstop in baseball or a tennis player receiving a serve, that's an athletic stance. Their balance is good. They're ready to go. Golf, the same way. You have to be there. Now I want you to hang your arms down naturally below your chin so there's no tension in your hands or your arms, rather. And that'll lead to your hands. That's what it is. If your arms are relaxed, then your shoulders will stay relaxed and so forth into your arms. Okay. Your immediate takeaway, 12 to 24 inches. This is why practicing indoors is going to help you because the immediate takeaway is so important. All right. Many of you may remember a drill or a tool that we used in the golf swing where you would put this little laser in the butt end of the club, the end of the golf club in the grip. And that laser, as you took your backswing back and you hinge your wrist, that laser would point towards the ball or your target line the whole way. I will tell you this, and 
how many years of teaching I've been teaching, 30 years, really, literally 29 years I've been teaching. That is a great tool because the butt end of the club has to be pointing towards the ball. Um, it's really hard for me right now to show you that, but if you're sitting there and you start your backswing, just act as if the butt end of the club was a flashlight, a laser, and you want to point that down. That's going to get your wrist hinge good. All right. Now you couple that with the rotation of your shoulders in harmony with that. And, uh, you should see me in the studio, like doing practice swings here as, as I'm doing it. Um, and this also, you know, when you have the laser, the button pointing at the golf ball, you'll notice your right elbow stays closer to your body. If you watch golf on TV, you know that new little uh, drill that the tour players have with that ball that sits like in between their elbows. Basically, what that does is it keeps their arms closer to their body. So that right elbow is very important. Okay. Not many great players had that flying right elbow. Jack Nicholas actually had a little bit of a flying elbow. But look here. The bottom line is we want to get the plane of your golf swing flatter and inside. So you don't want to be too upright. So do yourself a favor. Like, like take a practice swing and go nice and slow and stop about two or three feet from on your backswing and see if the butt end of the club was a, a flashlight. Where does it point? Is it pointing closer to your feet, your body, or is it pointing way out on the other side? And that will really get you to feel where your hands need to be. Okay? And then you couple that with the shoulder rotation. Now, really important with your irons, too, is to keep your head very – you want to keep your head fairly still. You don't want to be moving left to right or up and down. So with your posture being in that athletic stance – that's where you want to create that spine angle and you want to stay there. That's really, really. And then secondly, look here. I mean, there's no question uh, ball position is important. So this full swing will vary a little bit with your ball position from your driver to your irons, etc. Okay. So I know it's a lot of information right there, but the bottom line is this in the golf swing. You want to, Try to get your swing as simple as possible. Honest to God, you got to get it as simple as possible. So if you get yourself a nice routine, a consistent routine that you can remember from day one to day two, that's going to help you. Because when you're out on a golf course and your buddies are, you know, giving you a hard time and they're, you know, this and that, a lot of times your mind wanders has any has anyone's mind wandered on the golf course? Yeah, everyone's has. Even on the PGA Tour, it's amazing how these guys can play so good, but they can hit the shots we hit, but they don't do it very often. They really, really don't. So um, I'm here to help you. I'm at Grand Reserve, which is off of US-1. If you've never played Grand Reserve, you got to really play these local golf courses. We, we're fortunate. We've got great golf courses. If you need a hand, I'm out there. I'm teaching out there. Not very often. I sell real estate mostly. But this golf swing here, when you can keep it simple and repetitive, you'll have more fun. You will. And we all know that's the most important thing to do. you got to have fun. you got to have fun. Um, so, hey, I want to promote a little golf tournament. So I hope this helps you, really, folks. I really do. I mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really hope it helps you. And, and you could always email me. 
ptretner at pga.com. ptretner at pga.com. Um, what are you doing Monday, February 26th? Get your calendar. Go ahead and maybe put a little, uh, put a little, uh, uh, cross that out. I'd love for you to participate in a new first annual golf classic tournament. It's at Grand Haven, um, which we all know is great Jack Nicholas golf course. So it's just a treat to play there. Um, you can, it's okay. So this tournament, again, it's the first annual raising funds to support Flagler conservative initiatives. So, uh, Hey, it's going to be, it's Grand Haven. So there's going to be lots of prizes. There's some great sponsors. We'd love for you to sign up at FlaglerGOP.com. FlaglerGOP.com. And this is at Grand Haven on Monday, February 26th. Put it on your schedule. We'd love for you to play. And you know, the local golf courses, Folks, there's so many great local golf courses. Pine Lakes, uh, I just called Doreen, the owner of Pine Lakes yesterday, left her a message. She's up in Vermont. I don't know if you know Doreen, the owner. She lives in Vermont half the year and, and down here. I know her not very well, but she's done a pretty darn good job at that golf course. Okay, She took it over when it wasn't in great condition, and frankly, it, 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 was, it didn't flip around real fast, you know, um, but from what I hear, it's really in great shape. Pine Lakes, 445-0852. Promote our local golf courses. I really think it's so important to get everyone to promote these local. And even if you're going up there for lunch in the uh, restaurant, you got Palm Harbor with loopers. Wow. I hear nothing but good every, over there. So good job, Mitch and Palm Harbor, the city golf course. Um, good to see. They're busy every day. I mean, I just see it really busy. It's great to see. Cypress Knoll, another great golf course. Many of you know that's where I cut my teeth in Florida. I moved here in September 10th of 90. My first job was at Cypress Knoll. It was incredible. Flag sticks weren't even in the greens. And and Gary Player did a beautiful – he op- opened it up in – I think it was December of 90 is when that golf course officially opened up, and it was fantastic. In fact, Gary broke his six iron on the driving range at Cypress Knoll. Joe Gutterman, who was the head pro, gave me the six iron in two pieces, said, run this down to Legacy Golf, get it fixed for Mr. Player, and so I did. Went down, seen uh, uh, Jim Balaker down at Legacy Golf, if any of you remember him. I don't think he's no longer there. Of course he's not, um, but anyway... It was great. Got a picture with Gary Player afterwards. It was really, really cool. So some great stories in Palm Coast over the years. Uh, so, hey, uh, let's talk also about our scoring areas. So we talked about the full swing, okay? Folks, if you're not chipping and putting good, then the full swing, it certainly means something, and it's certainly important, but it's, I mean, you can, you know, if you're having 40 putts around, that's not going to help you score. So chipping and putting, you know, 80% of your golf shots, 80% are going to come from your putter, your wedge, and your driver, 80%. So those are the three areas that I specifically tell my students to concentrate on. Is your seven iron from the fairway important? Absolutely. If you look at it percentage-wise, you're probably not hitting it that much. So, um, you know, if you can chip and putt real good, that's going to help your score out quite a bit. So with chipping, 
three, I'm going to give you three of the most important things with chipping and with putting. Chipping, hands got to be ahead of the ball at address and at impact. Got to be. Your weight has got to be leaning to your forward side. And you know what? I'm kind of disrespecting lefties out there right now. I am always, I'm talking about right-handers. So if you're lefty, my apologies. It's kind of, kind of flip it around a little bit. But your weight on your forward leg. So if you're righty, that's going to be your left leg. If you're a lefty player, that's going to be your right leg. So the reason why we lean to the left is so the club is coming on a descendant strike, if that makes sense. And finally, you have to rotate your shoulders and your arms and shoulders in one piece. So it's called a one-piece takeaway. And that really just keeps it consistent, and obviously that's what you want. But let me explain also when you're chipping and putting. You're a little bit closer to the ball. You're standing closer to the ball. When you're chipping, lower your hands on the grip. Anytime you're closer to the club head, generally or typically, it's easier to make solid contact. So, you know, lower your hands on that on your wedge. Keep your hands ahead, your weight a little bit ahead, and, and strike down into the golf ball. Don't lift. Your hands want to be ahead of the ball throughout impact. That's going to promote, you know, no flipping of the hands. And we all know what the flipping is. We've been there. Putting. Folks, if you got to putt. I don't know what else to say. You got to putt. And that's something you can do at home. Go ahead and get yourself like a little, uh, you know, a low uh, low cut rug, you know. Pay off the spouse. <laughs> Say, honey, I need, you know, I need a little area to practice in. So, uh, but putting is, um, it's individual. It's, it's however you feel mostly is how you stand and so forth. But the most important things are in basically no particular uh, order, you don't want your head moving at all when you're putting or chipping for that matter. And really on the full swing, the only time your head really kind of moves a little bit, maybe with the driver that much because your stance is kind of wider. You're behind the ball a little bit. So anyway, we got we to gotta keep that head still. We don't want much wrist movement at all with the putter. We're going to keep it a pendulum, pendulum effect. And then the last thing I want you to think about on putting is striking the ball solid. Got to strike the ball solid, folks, because we know two things. Putting is speed and direction. Out of those two, speed is most important. And if you don't strike the ball solid on a putter face, then your speed is not going to be correct or consistent. So, hey, threw a lot at you today. I hope you can absorb some of it. Uh, again, it's my goal to get you better with your game and it's not easy to do from the radio in a half hour but i try training aids and we only got about 30 40 seconds so the best training aids i think out on the market a hitting bag just a bag with your old shirts and you you work on your impact zone okay the laser that fits in the end of your grip okay number three the orange whip trainer the fourth is the Medicus. I've got a lot of different things on the Medicus, so I think there's the three best things. The hitting bag, number one. The laser that fits in the end of your club so you get your immediate takeaway good and your wrist hinge. And then your orange whip trainer is to get your tempo and your rhythm down really, really good. Well, that's it, folks. You should be shooting five to ten shots better. <laughs> folks, thank you really for listening, man. I really appreciate it. Have a great week. And keep it in the short grass. Play well.